Iraq is listed as the 20th most corrupt country in the world in the latest ranking by anti-corruption organization Transparency International. Corruption is rampant in a country still emerging from the shadows of multiple wars, terrorism, and long-time sanctions. One aspect of this is the widespread practice of government jobs for bribes. Despite laws that criminalize both the briber and the bribe-taker, fresh graduates desperate for jobs say they have no other option. Since the war in 2003, job creation has mainly been a government task. Insecurity, corruption, and political instability have scared off foreign investors and weakened the private sector. In speaking with young Iraqis, we hear there is an accepted culture in society that bribery is the only means to get things done. This is Beyond the Headlines. I'm your host, Ahmed Maher. And in this week's episode, we ask, is corruption in Iraq impossible to beat? In late 2019, young Iraqis took to the streets of Baghdad and other cities, mainly in the south, to demand an end to corruption. After weeks of protests, security forces met the demonstrators with brutal force, killing at least 500 protesters and wounding up to 20,000 people. Fast forward to 2021, and politicians are still tussling over how to rule Iraq in the worst political crisis since the ousting of dictator Saddam Hussein. The crackdown by security forces has made the protesters more determined, and the promises of reform have not completely disguised what happens in the background. In Iraq, paying a bribe to get a job is illegal, but many jobless university graduates resort to it out of frustration and despair. The National spoke to several people, from those who paid for a job and some who refused to be blackmailed by corrupt government officials. We have also spoken to the relevant authorities who defended the anti-corruption policies and the efforts made to beat corruption. A part-time job in the Iraqi Ministry of Industry and Minerals cost Yasmin, who studied mechanics, 1,000 US dollars. Yasmin, who is in her late 20s, graduated in 2014 from the University of Technology in Baghdad one of the oldest seats of learning, specializing in engineering and computer science. She has been unemployed for five years. A bribe landed her a dream job, but just for a few weeks. The contact was an assistant to one of the directors at the ministry. I joined them in February 2019 with a lot of fresh graduates, about a hundred in different jobs. We were all promised that our temporary contracts will turn permanent in a few months. Day one on the job, a senior manager told us, forget about anything called salary. We don't have a budget for you. Stable and guaranteed government jobs have become much sought after among the young and their families. Nearly 50% of Iraq's 39 million people are under the age of 19, 
and 60% are below 25. The country's public payroll is based on oil revenues, and monthly salaries and pensions are estimated at 5 billion US dollars. As oil prices started collapsing globally in 2014, the state budget was slashed by nearly half. The coronavirus pandemic has made things worse for the economy and salary delays have been reported in different government sectors in the oil-rich country. The World Bank put the unemployment rate at 16% and youth unemployment is about 36%. At least 2.5 million unemployed Iraqis urgently need jobs. I spoke to a young Iraqi whose sister secured a job after years of unemployment by paying a bribe. As you know, in the end of 2019, in October, there is an, an anti-corruption uh, revolution happened in October. So before October, in August, there is a few ministries. They start to get in uh, a CV from the youth just to uh, give them a job, just to make them come down because they're thinking about the revolution. And there is a revolution will come in uh, for, because there is no surface, no job creation, nothing. So and this time in August, they starting to just uh, make the youth come down. Uh, that's why they starting to contact people through their friends. So uh, my sister friends, she called her, she said, there is a job in, uh, in the Ministry of blah, 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 uh, they want, but you should to pay. How much you should pay? You should pay $1,500 for this. And actually she don't have another choice and she looking for work for five years and she didn't find anything. You know, we don't have this, a good private sector job creation. Our government system also, they don't have a lot of space for employees. That's why, that's why she don't have another choice. She's collecting the money. She's collecting the, the money from my brothers and my mom, my father. She's collecting this one, 1,500, and she give it for this uh, lady. And this lady, after one week, she told her, uh, give this number and go to this uh, department, and that's it. And for this, from, from November 2019 till now, they, uh, she, she signed a, a local contract with the department, not with the ministry. She didn't have any contact with them and any contract with the ministry till now, but she have this contract with the department. Under this contract, she just worked with them locally. And uh, actually for the, for the I, I asked her for the salary. She said, even in all 2020, they give her only three months salary. And they didn't give her another, another thing. And she still go to the work and go back every day. And as, as an employees in this, in this department, and she always go and come back and she pay for their tax. She pay for, 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 for her transportation. She pay for her food, everything. And she just go and come back and there is no salary in all this one year and a half, something like that. So you can imagine how they, how they, those youth people, how they can imagine their life. The young men and women in Iraq are often faced with a dire choice. 
If they do not want to get a job through bribery, they can look for work legitimately, which can lead to years of frustration and a growing gap on their CV. That's why even if the revolution of October 2019 has come down, there is another revolution will come this year or next year or after. This revolution will never come down anymore. They didn't look for the qualification or experience. They're looking for the money, how they can. Those official people, officials, they just want to collect this money just to, to, to give hope and dream for the youth. And the youth, they don't have another choice. In October 2019, the young man joined the mass protests against corruption in his home city, Baghdad. When I, when I saw my wife and my sister and all my friends and all those people around me, they are hopeless. We don't have any surface here in Iraq. We don't have access for the river. We have the main two rivers around the world. They don't have, there is no country having these two rivers. We are in Mesopotamia and we don't have drinkable water. How we can imagine that? That's why we fight and fight. We, we finish the fight about, uh, about marshes and now we fight about water. We fight about environment. We fight about uh, worker rights, all these rights. In the past 18 years, Iraq has repeatedly performed poorly in Transparency International's Corruption Perceptions Index. In 2020, Iraq was ranked 160th out of 180 countries, with a score of 20 out of 100. Several attempts to reach the government spokesperson for comment went unanswered. But an official with the Government Commission of Integrity set up in 2004 to fight corruption spoke to us and gave statements on condition of strict anonymity. This is one of the things that we are not making significant progress in fighting, the official said. He goes on to explain what makes it hard to track is, in most cases, the job seeker deals with a mediator outside the ministry. Both finalize the deal outside before the mediator arranges the rest with those in the government offices. Some political parties, politicians and lawmakers benefit from selling jobs through mediators, as many of the announced jobs are reserved for political parties that the minister or senior officials belong to. The official said it is a lucrative business that could yield hundreds of thousands of dollars or even millions. In an attempt to control employment in government offices, Iraq has a federal employment council, the only body to announce job opportunities and receive applications. The government hopes this will enable control over the process and hence tackle corruption. The council is still waiting for the approval of this year's budget to start working officially. But the official said that could help somehow but will not end it. There are no official or unofficial figures of how many people in Iraq report bribes. But there are politicians who admit publicly they have taken them. In 2016, Mishan al-Jabouri, a veteran member of parliament, dropped a bombshell in an interview on Al-Ittijah private TV channel when he admitted that he had taken millions of dollars in bribes. An uncorrupt politician in Iraq is something of a rarity, he argues. He said, I swear on my honor I took the bribe when I was a member at the Commission of Integrity, but I fooled the briber 
and didn't do what he wanted. That's the same body that has been fighting corruption in Iraq for almost two decades. Five years on, I interviewed him for this report. Mr. Al-Jabouri backtracked and categorically denied he took the bribe. He said he just wanted to create a shock in society and draw the public attention to the cancer of corruption in Iraq. He said, I haven't taken any money at that time. I challenge anyone to prove that I took that bribe. Ali Al-Qarqhi is a rights activist and a campaigner against corruption. He is not surprised that many young Iraqis choose the path of bribery to secure a government job. They know their degrees or skills hold no clout at all in public sector employment, he says. Mainly this, this issue started to appear after 2003, as you know, and because of the political system that the, the Americans invented at that time that were depending on or based on a theory called a, a quota system. Political corruption, it's the, the, the origin of what you mentioned, because the quota system imposed that, for example, the, the person who take the chair of the Ministry of Oil or Electricity or Financial Resources, he's not a, a, a technical person. He's a person that the political party nominates. And regardless if he had the, the experience in, in, in dealing with this uh, ministry or he, he served in this ministry before, they don't care. They, they do care about uh, mainly he belongs to us and he will, he will serve our interest in this ministry. And then this person, uh, as a non-professional person coming to the uh, ministry, he also start hiring people around him from his own circle, not from the, the Iraqi professionals who have the ability to manage the work of this uh, ministry. I'm not, not to, I'm not talking about the specific ministry, but I'm talking about all the ministries in general, because all the ministries under the, this system, uh, having the same rules, uh, and they divide the ministries according to the quota system. We used to be, uh, to be a rich country. Iraq normally is a rich country because of oil. We have all the resources. And uh, because of corruption, we were losing all of this, all of this richness and all of these resources. Uh, it was going to the political parties, corrupted political parties. And by time uh, we reached to a point that in 2019, we started to see the, the poverty clearly uh, appearing on people, on, on, on the society. And we were saying, like, this should not be uh, happening. This should not continue because... Uh, the, the, the political parties that are stealing the, the, the wealth of the country uh, won't stop until someone go out and stop them. In January 2020, an Iraqi court sentenced a former trade minister and two other high-ranking officials in absentia to seven years in prison after they were found guilty of embezzling up to 14.3 million U.S. dollars of public funds. In 2014, a government investigation found out that there were 50,000 false names on the Iraqi army's payroll in a scandal known in the media as the ghost troops. But Ali, the rights activist, dismisses the government action as a media show. It was part of the game that they were playing. When, when someone turned against their interest or, or not, helping to operate the system properly as they want, they were like, get right of him. 
And that happened, and we know the cases that you, I know in, in names, the cases that you mentioned, uh, at least some of the cases that you mentioned, and I know this, the whole story behind it. It was not because they want to combat the corruption, but it was because this person, he was somehow against and, or not serving the, the system that they wanted and not helping to operate the, the corruption. I'm not saying all of those people who were arrested, they were good people or bad people. But this, the whole story is that it was not to, to stop the, the corruption, but it was to uh, continue the corruption, actually. All what you see in, in, in this case is to continue the corruption, not to stop it. And we know that. Year after year, corruption in the Iraqi system has increased poverty and unemployment. Siphoning of billions of US dollars of public money has deprived many Iraqis of their basic rights. Access to safe drinking water, health care, uninterrupted electricity, and fair employment opportunities. As the Iraqis grow increasingly tired of struggling in their oil-rich nation, their faith in the government diminishes. You've been listening to Beyond the Headlines. I've been your host, Ahmed Maher. Subscribe to Beyond the Headlines to hear us dive in depth into one story each week from the Middle East and beyond. Thanks this week to all our contributors. This week's episode was produced by Arthur Edison and Aisha Khan.